0: Hello and welcome to the UX Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Worthington. The goal of UX Hustle is to help UX designers design the career they love, maximizing the benefit of this multifaceted industry and strong community. We talk about what's really going on in UX and what it's like working in it, and interview people that are actively navigating their careers and UX. We don't expect to have all the answers, but we do keep searching, keep listening and learning because at the end of the day, you are the user of your career. Hello. So we're doing things a little bit differently today on the UX Hustle podcast. So not only is this episode going to be wherever you do your podcasting, this is also on YouTube. Hello, YouTube. So normally I record my podcast episodes just with raw audio and that's it. But starting now, at least for the solo episodes, maybe some guest episodes based on you know how guests are feeling if they want to be on camera or not, those episodes will be going to both podcasting and YouTube. So today we're talking about self-promotion, the do's and don'ts of self-promotion and specifically self-promotion at work. So I did a bunch of research (laughs) for this episode and I was reading different articles that I'll link in the show notes and in the description of this video, you know, from Harvard Business Review, from different companies, all talking about, you know, how to self-promote at work. And it left me feeling very weird. (laughs) It left me feeling like I don't know, like the advice didn't align with how I feel about self-promotion right now. And it didn't feel, I don't know, it didn't feel great. They cited a lot of different research that I think can be really helpful in showing why we feel uncomfortable in in self-promotion and especially in the context of work. But when I was reading the Research that they were providing, it actually made me feel like, ooh, maybe I don't want to start self promoting, which to me, that should be the opposite of the goal of the article. So, to start, I wanted to talk about why we feel weird about promoting ourselves in general, and especially at work. So, there are loads of research articles about why we feel this way and about how different groups of people feel about when others self-promote or are viewed as braggy and what it comes down to is a lot of the time in community and in social settings when someone's bragging about themselves other people perceive that as unlikable as not a great thing and The reason I'm starting with this, even though it's a super downer, (laughs) is because I think it is important to validate your own feelings and your own experiences, because we've all been in that situation, I believe, where we've bragged about something that we were really excited about and other people were kind of like, why do you think you're all that? Why, Why do you think you're a big deal? And It doesn't feel good. And I think we've also been in situations where we've seen other people brag about themselves or share their wins and have felt like maybe they were sucking the air out of the room or weren't leaving enough space for other people to shine. And that made us feel differently about that person like they weren't aware of the setting, like they weren't acknowledging other people's feelings. The reason I think that research behind this is interesting is because it does back up those feelings. Now, when we look at those kinds of experiences that we've had, whether it's ourselves being called out or ignored or separated or othered when sharing our wins, or when we've viewed others that do that and either set ourselves or heard others say, oh, they're so full of themselves, etc. And that when we really look at those experiences and look at what that's reinforced for us over time is that it's not safe to share my wins. It's not safe for other people to share their wins. And we start justifying those experiences and those beliefs so that we stay safe We stay in community and connection with other people, which is very important, not just for our sociability, but, you know, going back to lizard brain, caveman era stuff. Like if you were ostracized, if you weren't part of community, you died. It's a survival aspect of how our brains are wired is you want to be in community with other people. And that whenever we're Vulnerable and and or sharing our wins, which can be also vulnerable, it's we're taking on a bigger risk. And I think that the reason I like that I even just said vulnerability and juxtapose that with bragging or sharing or celebrating is because I think they're two sides of the same coin. I think it's very hard to share your weaknesses, ask for help, ask for support. And it's also very hard to share your wins and celebrate. And that if we don't allow ourselves to play within those extremes or at least expand our capacity for sharing vulnerability and sharing our successes, it's really going to limit us. And not just limit us personally because we're not asking for that help, because we're not getting that recognition and acknowledgement for our wins. It's also limiting our potential of connection because that's how we connect with other people is through our vulnerability, is by asking for help, by sharing, hey, I'm having a really tough time with this. Can you talk with me about it or take a look at this? Because I'm Spinning my wheels. And that's also what we get to do when we share our wins. We get to celebrate with other people. We get to bring other people into our story and our journey so that we feel less alone. And I think that's something that we forget about. I know that's something I forget about. And to think about these two aspects as the two sides of the same coin of vulnerability and celebration. It it also reminds me of that Pixar movie, the one with all the feelings, <laughs> and how they realize the the feelings, all realize that the little girl, um, the main character, that she needed the sadness in order to bring other people in. That sadness. And sharing that vulnerability allowed other people to comfort and build that connection and also allow you to celebrate and that we need both sides. I also want to bring up bragging (laughs) versus sharing facts. Bragging isn't bragging, it's not bragging if you're just the facts, if you're telling the truth, if you're sharing things that are really happening and just the truth of how great you are. And I also think that when you share the good things, the celebratory things, the things you're really proud of, it gives other people permission to do the same. And I think that's really important. One of the things that got in my way from being able to feel as confident about sharing my wins, even to myself, was I was afraid that I would be out of integrity. And so if that's you right now, if you're like, yeah, but I don't want to be braggy. (laughs) I don't want that kind of personality trait to be labeled on me. I don't want people to think that about me. Then I hear you. What I do to help with that is I got very, very clear on what my values are very clear. And I write them out every day. So my values are safe space, creating safe space for other people, connection, community, individuality, curiosity, quality, and fun. And when I'm really in touch with those values, which that's why writing them every day really does help I can look at my actions that I'm taking every day that's on my to-do list, that's filling my calendar, and I can be reminded that I'm going to be using those values and demonstrating those values in everything that I'm doing. So how has that helped me? (laughs) That has helped me remember who the heck I am, what's really important to me, and how do I actually operate? And how do I show up in the world? How do I show up? Because sometimes we have this skewed view of ourselves internally where we're hypercritical. I've been hypercritical of myself, certainly. And when we do that, it's not grounded in anything. It's actually a lot of fear. It's a lot of internal negative talk. When, if you were to go outside of yourself and view it, you would say, oh, no, that makes total sense. That's aligned with my values. That's me being me. That's not being too much. And I also, as part of this exercise, in order to expand my capacity for self-promotion, really, is sometimes you do need to. Go outside of your comfort zone. And sometimes people talk about fake it till you make it. And I think that's terrible advice. (laughs) I don't believe in faking it till you make it. Because even if you're stepping into a new season, a bigger season, a time when you want to show up more for yourself or promote yourself more, bringing out that other side of you Or tapping into different qualities that maybe you don't utilize as much or you don't emphasize as much doesn't mean you're faking it. It means you're leveraging different sides of yourself that you haven't flexed before. That doesn't mean you're less you. It means you're a different you. You're leveraging different aspects of yourself, but you're still you. (laughs) You're not faking it. You're still you. And when I'm able to remind myself of that, that helps me so much in putting myself out there more, in speaking up in meetings, in sharing about what I'm working on or celebrating a win that I had. Because I know that I care about people. I know that I want other people to celebrate too. And if I want more people to be celebrating their wins, I need to celebrate my own wins too. Because when other people see it, that validates and encourages them to do the same. So in these articles that I've been reading, there are some common themes that people recommend. And I wanted to share some of my takes on it. (laughs) Some I like, some I don't. And I'll explain why um, and what I would encourage you to do instead. So these are really common practices for getting more comfortable with self-promoting and with a lot of them feel very lukewarm to me, to be honest. It's it's like baby-stepping, which I don't think is a bad thing. I just think there are other ways to encourage yourself and, and do things differently. So one is accepting compliments. And I do agree with this one of simply saying, thank you. Or some of my friends say, I received that. And I really like that. I think it's important to accept compliments and not downplay yourself. Compliments are a form of someone else acknowledging you. And accepting that is feels good and feels good for the other person. So I actually agree with that one. I think practicing accepting compliments is a really good practice. Another one is using we statements to show we're a team player. And... I think that we can, I think that we can do both. You can fully own your own accomplishments and be a team player. Let me say that again. You can fully own your own accomplishments and still be a team player. That's it. Yes, of course, acknowledge the team. Of course, acknowledge the team effort that was required in order to do the thing, to accomplish the project, to set reach the goal. And also, don't use the team as a cover so that you can stay in the background. Don't use the team as a cover so that you don't have to step out into the light and share an accomplishment that you're proud of, that you owned, that you pushed forward. I think that using we statements is a bit of a, yeah, a baby step, a middle step from not promoting yourself at all, not talking about your accomplishments to getting more comfortable with it by talking about the team and at least sharing the outcomes and the efforts. But we want to get you to I, <laughs> me, <laughs> the things that I did that moved and pushed this project forward and the impact that I had because because you deserve it because it's and not even that you deserve it just because it's the truth because you did it <laughs> and so it's it's just the truth it's just the fact what did you do what was the impact that you had Don't be afraid to use those I statements. Then we have speaking up in meetings. And the reason I don't like this advice is because it's too generic. There could be so many reasons why you're not speaking up in meetings. And I would give different advice depending on it. It could be you're still getting up to speed on the project or the team. could be you just don't have anything to say. You might not be fully prepared for the meeting. Or you might not have the dedicated space to share. And so, again, there are a couple different recommendations I would make. The first one, if you're not being given dedicated space to speak, and this happened to me. So when I was a UX designer working on a project with a full product team, there wasn't dedicated time in the agenda for me to share my designs. And so I reached out to the product owner because that was the person who managed that meeting and said, "Hey." could you give me 10 minutes at this point in the meeting so that I can share and get feedback from the rest of the team? And she said, yes, easy peasy. (laughs) And then I had the permission to, and not permission, permission, but I was given the space. I claimed the space and said, I need that time. I would like the space to be able to share my stuff and be have that dedicated space so that I can get the things that I need so that I won't be blocked in the future. And, you know, and that's not to say that you need permission for any time you need to speak up in a meeting. That is not the takeaway here. The takeaway is sometimes you genuinely don't have the space <laughs> to be able to speak up on the thing that you want to speak on. And you don't want to, like in my case, I didn't want to edge them out and like bully my way through making space. That's what, that's what some people would do. That's what, if I just heard the advice, like you should speak up in meetings that may have been what I would do, but I knew that wasn't going to work. That wasn't how, I wanted to show up. That wasn't how I wanted to be taking up the space for myself. And so I found a way that felt good for me, aligned with my values, and allowed me to have the space that I needed. And so I think that sometimes when we talk about self-promotion, there's a spectrum of ways that you can approach self-promotion. It doesn't have to be bowling a China shop, like (laughs) taking up space. And it also doesn't need to be timidly asking for permission every time you want to speak up. And I think that's what's so challenging about this whole idea of self-promoting at work because there's a lot of nuance here. There's a lot of navigating and understanding relationships with different groups of people. And I think if you focus too much on that, too much on the nuance, too much on the different relationships and what's the right way to do this, it's easy to get caught up and just be like, never mind, <laughs> It's not worth it. It's too much effort to do this the right way so that I'm not ostracized or viewed a negative way. And that's why the one thing that I would recommend, the one way that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about as a first step in self-promoting, but I think is incredibly valuable, is promoting yourself to yourself. Because we're talking about all things career change today, I wanted to share one of my favorite resources. During my career change into UX, Affirmations were my favorite way to instill confidence and keep imposter syndrome at bay. During my coursework, job search, and even once starting my first UX role, affirmations were an important part of my daily practice. And so I went through all my past notebooks and compiled the 50 must-have affirmations to help you land your first UX role and supercharge your job search. You can get them by going to uxhustle.org affirmations. Again, that's uxhustle.org slash affirmations for the 50 must-have affirmations to help you land your first UX role and supercharge your job search. Hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. I think that trying on taking up the space for yourself can go a really long way. And it allows you to have that safety net of playing with the different ways that you want to respond, the different ways that you want to take up that space so that you can be more confident and more comfortable doing that with other humans in other contexts that maybe feel more risky and really are more risky. They are more risky than just promoting yourself to yourself because promoting yourself to yourself doesn't have a downside. It allows you to try it on. It allows you to practice. And it allows you to see yourself more clearly in terms of the accomplishments that you do have, the wins that you have, the things that you're proud of, that you get to tell that to yourself. And, you know, I was only going to give one, but I really want to emphasize the power of writing down your values, of remembering Who you are, what's important to you, the values of how you do your work and how you communicate with other people. What are the things that are important to you? Because if you're a UX designer or a UX researcher or a UX writer and you put empathy really high on your value list, writing that every day, empathy, empathy, empathy cares about other people, cares about other people's experiences. Well, if you keep reinforcing that to yourself, at what point are you going to believe it? At what point are you going to believe that your actions align with that value? that oh, I do care about what other people, about other people's experiences. Right. So if I care about what other other people's uh, experiences, then, How can I promote myself while taking into account other people's experiences? Or how can I self-promote and know and trust that by doing that, by self-promoting, that doesn't mean that I don't care about other people's experiences, because I do. Because I do care about other people's experiences. and. By promoting myself, I can see how that gives other people permission to do the same. Or I can see how that lets my boss know, hey, I am doing a good job. I am really good at this. Hey, these are the kinds of projects and teams and challenges that I want to be faced with in the future because I'm really good at it. And here's proof. So then they can find those opportunities for you and position you even better for success. So ways to promote yourself to yourself is to make a list every day in your notes or whatever you use for all your accomplishments, all the things that you're doing, whether that's for that day. I do that for my day sometimes when I really need a reminder like, oh, right, I did a lot of really great things today. I need to remind myself because sometimes at the end of the day, it doesn't feel like it. Or maybe it's your accomplishments for the month or the year or the last five or 10 years. Make a list, then say it out loud to yourself. Say it out loud. Let yourself know the accomplishments that you had. Celebrate a little win. Do a little dance. Do a big dance. (laughs) Do something to let yourself know, hey, I'm proud of me. And now here's a challenge. I wanted to name it, but I haven't come up with a name except like brag like a boss. So you want to do that. The brag like a boss challenge. Call a friend and tell them three of your accomplishments. And you can qualify it. I don't care. I won't know. Hey friend. So I'm listening to this podcast or this YouTube channel, UX hustle. It's amazing. You should, you know, follow, subscribe, all the things. But Amanda challenged me with, I basically, I need to brag. I need to brag about three of my accomplishments to you. Okay. It's totally stupid. Just let me do it. And then you'll go brag. And then your friend will be like, wow, I didn't know you were that good at all that stuff. And then you'll say, oh, you want to share three of your accomplishments from today? I know I'm putting you on the spot, but now that I shared, I feel pretty good. And actually, it would make me feel even better if you took the time to just share three of your wins with me now. And I'm curious how that changes your relationship with yourself, with your accomplishments, being acknowledged and seeing and hearing them and seeing them. And I'm curious how that impacts your relationship with that person. Do you see them in a little bit of a different light? Do they see you in a little bit of a different light? Because I think that could be really interesting. So if you take on the brag like a boss challenge, let me know. Put it in the comments. Tag me on Instagram. Post about it on LinkedIn, about your experience. And make sure to tag me at Amanda M. Worthington or Amanda Worthington on LinkedIn. Because I'd love to hear about it. I want to hear about it. I want to hear about it. (laughs) I want to know what happens and how it goes and how it felt. So let me know if you do the brag like a boss challenge. Yeah, that's what I got today. All about self-promotion. And until next time, keep hustling. Thank you for listening to this episode of the UX Hustle podcast. If you'd like to stay connected and up to date with future episodes, make sure to hit the follow button or the plus on our page. If you loved this episode, then leave us a review on iTunes to let us know. And I'd love to stay connected with you. Yes, you. So take a moment to add me, Amanda Worthington on LinkedIn and on Instagram at Amanda M Worthington and at the UX Hustle message me and say, hey, connecting from the UX Hustle podcast, and let me know what you loved about this episode. You can also head over to uxhustle.org to hear about any free events or programs we have available to help you uplevel your UX career, no matter where you are on your career journey. So until next time, keep hustling.